This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. What is a knowledge cutoff when we're talking about large language models? And why does it matter? We're going to be talking about that and a lot more today on Everyday AI. Uh, If you're new here, welcome. My name's Jordan Wilson, and let's talk real quick about knowledge cutoff and why it should matter to you. Well, if you use any large language model like ChatGPT or Google Bard or Microsoft Bing Chat or Copilot Chat, whatever it's called now, if you use these large language models, you need to understand what a knowledge cutoff is and how it impacts the work that you're doing inside of said large language model. So more on that in a minute, but welcome if you're new uh, Everyday AI is for you. Everyday AI is a daily live stream, podcast, and free daily newsletter helping everyday people like you and me not just learn what's going on in the world of generative AI, but how we can all actually leverage it as well. Okay, so that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be learning not just about large language model, but how you can actually leverage knowing what the cutoff date is and finding it um, and, and having that uh, to equip you to create better output inside large language models. All right. I'm excited for today's show. It's just me. Sorry. If you tuned in to hear some other guests share their insights, you just got me today. Uh, If you are joining on the podcast, as always, make sure to check out the show notes. Um, We always have additional resources, a link to go uh, sign up for our free daily newsletter, all of that good stuff. But before we get into it, um, let's talk about what's going on in the world of AI news as we do every day. So, Uh, Sports Illustrated is in hot water after alleged AI use. Yes, Uh, Sports Illustrated, I think the first magazine I ever read. Uh, But it's uh, allegedly published several articles under fake author names and AI-generated profile images, causing some controversy and leading to a formal investigation. Uh, This also kind of highlights the use of AI in journalism and its potential consequences. Uh, Sports Illustrated responded to these reports, uh, saying that... um, They weren't. And they said that all these published articles were written and edited by humans. But what does that mean? Does that mean that 95% of it was written by AI and then 5% was written and edited by humans? I'm not sure. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Next, how will big banks manage risk with voice calls uh, with AI? Uh, So the tech firm Symphony and Google just announced a pretty big partnership that they're teaming up to enhance voice analytics for financial firms in response to increased regulatory scrutiny on communications compliance. All right. So uh, this partnership will use generative AI and natural language processing, NLP, to transcribe and summarize conversations for compliance purposes. So this enhanced product will allow users to mine data for additional insights and monitor customer experience. So um, I'm, I'm personally excited about this. Uh, so, so this new product, uh, I believe is going to be called AIJV, whatever that, uh, abbreviation stands for, but maybe that means ultimately when we're dealing with our banks and financial institutions, we'll hopefully have fewer robots on the other end with this, uh, new Google and symphony, uh, symphony partnership. All right. Last but not least, uh, Amazon kicked off its annual reinvent conference, uh, and generative AI is the major focus. Uh, so the Amazon's uh, reInvent conference, uh, well, actually through AWS, Amazon Web Services, 
comes about a week after uh, Microsoft's Ignite conference, where they announced a lot of software updates. And the big one, in my opinion, was Microsoft uh, going moving to their in-house GPU chip production. So uh, all of the computer chips that we need for this generative AI, Microsoft is going to be uh, producing those in-house. So everyone's kind of keeping an eye uh, on what Amazon is going to announce at this conference that just kicked off. Um, you know, where everyone's trying to out-announce everyone else. Uh, we do know some some reporting is showing that Amazon is wanting to announce a wider range of generative AI models through their Bedrock service uh, with examples of customers successfully using it and creating impactful applications. So it seems like that's going to be the focus, but we'll see over the next uh, couple of days. All right, there's always more that we have if you want to know more in AI news. We always just give you a little preview. Uh, so if you are listening, make sure to go to youreverydayai.com. Sign up for that free daily newsletter. We not just break down more news, but our, our podcast every single day. We always, always go into more depth, provide more resources. And yes, it's written by me, a human. Um, I'm not Sports Illustrated, allegedly, right? Uh, so make sure you go to youreverydayai.com. Sign up for that free daily newsletter. Always, always breaking down the news, insights, trends, tools, uh, and this very podcast. So, uh, hey, Good morning to all of our live audience. Sometimes I only get to shout all of you out when it's just me here by myself. If you are a podcast listener, we always leave the link uh, to, to join the LinkedIn Live or YouTube or wherever you watch. Uh, but hey, good morning to Michael Forgey joining us. Jay, thanks for coming. Dr. Harvey Castro is always woozy joining us from Cincinnati. Brian, back to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. We've missed it. We've missed it. Uh, hey, Natalie, thanks for joining us from ATX. All right. Um, and someone from YouTube. Great. Kaylee, thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's talk a little bit about large language models. All right. Specifically on the knowledge cutoff. What is a knowledge cutoff? Why is it important? And why do we all need to know? Um, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Even if you are an avid large language model user such as myself, you know, whether you're using chat GPT to write your essay, you know, if you're a college student or if you are uh, someone that works in generative AI and, and maybe you're helping to build these models or you're using so many different ones, you know, maybe you're using Anthropics uh, Claude 2.1 that was just uh, released and updated last week, or maybe you're using uh, Google Bard uh, or uh, Bing Chat, you know, two very popular large language models that are quote unquote internet connected. No matter what your usage is, I think this is going to be an important episode to listen to because we're going to walk through step by step and talk about what a knowledge cutoff actually is, what it means, why we have a knowledge cutoff, and also some ways to kind of get around it. All right. So let's start at the top. What is a knowledge cutoff? Well, it is exactly that, right? Um, I'm probably going to be referencing ChatGPT a lot because that is one of uh, the most popular large language models, but every single large language model has its own knowledge cutoff. So in order to best understand what a knowledge cutoff is, we also have to just dip our toe. We're not going to get too technical in this episode because I want it to be for everyone. Uh, so we're not going to go into too much depth on how large language models are trained, but it's important to understand how they are trained because then you can understand, oh, this is what a knowledge cutoff actually is and how it's impacting the output uh, whenever I go into chat GPT or something else to try to get something. All right. So 
it starts kind of like this. And this is very generalized. All right. We could talk for hours about how large language models are trained, but we're going to do the two minute version. All right. So essentially large language models collect data first. Okay. And that is generally done through web scraping. As an example, OpenAI, the chat GPT parent company has what's called GPT bot. And that scrapes every single website, literally <laughs> in the open internet and more and collects data. So data is scraped, right? Generally, this is done through the open internet. Uh, you, you know, I'm sure PDFs, just about anything, you know, YouTube videos, large language models are trained on essentially every single piece of information out there. So think of it like that. All right. Again, very overgeneralized. All right. And then kind of step two is you feed that data into the large language model. Okay. And there are humans, just so people know there's humans involved at every step, right? People think, oh, artificial intelligence, it's zero humans. Nope. Humans, humans are directing, uh, you know, in the first step, Hey bot, go collect data here. Uh, don't collect data there. Right. Um, so you collect the data, then you feed the data into the model and then you go through a step of learning, right? Um, so you have your deep learning, your machine learning, right? Um, uh, but there's a lot of learning that goes on. This is where, what separates different models, you know, in the learning and the training, right? And then kind of the second step of that, after you have your kind of, uh, more machine learning, uh, you also have reinforcement learning from human feedback, commonly called RLFH or sorry, RLHF. Okay. So it's kind of, a in this case, a very very uh, overgeneralized four-step process. Collect the data. Uh, you feed the data into the model, number two. There's learning patterns through machines, number three. There's learning models through humans, number four. All right, so we kind of have a four-step process. And that constitutes a model, right? So when we say GPT-4, that is a model. Or if we say GPT-4 Turbo, that is a model. Anthropics Claude 2.1, that is a model. So every time there's a major update, that major update also has a cutoff date, a knowledge cutoff date, okay? So let's let's think of it this way, right? Let's all go back to school since this is a basic elementary episode. When you're in school, you have a textbook and sometimes those textbooks get updated every single year because it's a popular one. Sometimes they only get updated every couple of years. Okay, that is what a knowledge cutoff is because that large language model, and we're going to talk about, you know, internet connected large language models as well, but that internet or, or, or sorry, that large language model, that knowledge cutoff date, it is literally like a textbook, right? So if something new happens after the knowledge cutoff date in a large language model, it is the exact same as if you're using a textbook, right? Uh, I, when, when did I graduate high school? Uh, 2004, right? So my freshman year was 2000. So if my biology book was dated 1998, right? Technically, what I, whatever I was learning in biology class was two years out of date, okay? And that's especially important when we talk about large language models and what you're using them for, all right? And this is what I really have to make an emphasis on. And this is why... I'm actually going to have a, a show tomorrow. I'll, I'll throw it up on the screen here to preview it. Uh, we're going to be talking about ChatGPT plugins, what's new, uh, because there are some new updates with plugins and with GPT-4, you know, OpenAI's uh, GPT-4 Turbo, its latest uh, model. But 
there's actually some new things with knowledge cutoff dates and they're all, they're all a little different. All right. So that's the basics. That's the 101. Think of a knowledge cutoff like you would a date printed in a textbook. All right. So you always have to keep that in mind because what you're using, uh, generative AI for chat, GPT, Microsoft, Bing chat, whatever. There's very few, very few instances, if I'm being honest, where you would not need an updated knowledge cutoff. And you do that through internet connected large language models or plugins. So what I'm trying to say is one of the reasons why your chat GPT content sucks or why it hallucinates or why large language models lie is because you're not keeping the knowledge cutoff in mind and you're not taking the proper steps to get around it. All right. So yes, like Harvey says here, thanks. Hey, and if you have uh, comments, questions from our live audience, make sure to get them in. So Harvey here saying chat GPT now is updated through April, 2023. Yes, kind of. Yeah. Even yeah, even, even those of you who are using large language models every day, we're going to learn something new today. So yes, uh, the knowledge cutoff, you probably heard of it for, for years because it was so outdated with chat GPT. It was September, 2021 up until two months ago. So through September. So at that point, even if you were using the paid version, ChatGPT Plus, $20 a month, you were working on a knowledge cutoff or you were working with a large language model that was two years out of date. And you have to think. All of us are trying to get better outputs with ChatGPT, with Google Bard, whatever it is. And that's, like I said, not just one of the main reasons uh, large language models lie or make things up or hallucinate or just give you output that you can't really use is because what, you know, up until two, you know, two months ago, what would you be producing in ChatGPT that hadn't changed in two years, right? With that old September, 2021 knowledge cutoff. Not a lot, not a lot. Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside ChatGPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Polish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realize that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. All right. Let's take a look. Uh, Tanya, thank you for your question. I'll, 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 I'll get to this after in the, uh, in the comments, but let's, let's take a look now. Let's learn live, shall we? All right. So now don't worry. Um, don't worry if uh, you can't see my screen. So if you're listening on the podcast, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to describe what we got going on here. All right. So, all right. So 
I am going to ask ChatGPT, what is your knowledge cutoff date? That's something that people don't do enough and they should. And also, I'm going to call this out because yes, as Harvey, as Dr. Harvey Castro said, the the large uh, the cutoff date for GPT four has been updated, but kind of. Let's find out. Okay, so I am in GPT four, the default mode. Which the default mode, I I told everyone for years, or not years, but since since it had been released, I said, don't use it because it stinks. The default mode is actually good now uh, because previously the default mode, and this actually really matters when we're talking about knowledge cutoff, because previously, if you were using ChatGPT, the Dolly mode, you know, uh, the AI image generator was a separate mode, right? Uh, browse with Bing was a separate mode. Uh, advanced data analysis was a separate mode. So in the default mode, you couldn't access any of that, but now with the new updates, all of that is in one right so technically gpt4 has access to more up-to-date information by using browse with bing however it does not change its knowledge cutoff all right let's put this in so i am in the default mode in chat gpt and i said what is your knowledge cutoff date and chat gpt says my knowledge is up to date as of april 2023 all right cool so that means that that's everywhere, right? Nope. Well, we'll see. I mean, I tested this last week, so we'll see. So now what I'm doing, if you are joining us live, um, I am going now into the free version of ChatGPT. And I'm asking the exact same question, all right? So GPT 3.5, what is your knowledge cutoff date? So that's why it's important we differentiate. Because in the free version, January, 2022, all right? So yes, it did get updated from that September, 2021, but only by a few months. So now you know, if you're on the free plan, ChatGPT, you're working with a knowledge cutoff of January, 2022, which at this point, let's do the math, y'all, that's almost two years old. January, 2024 is around the corner, all right? And if you are working with GPT-4 in default mode yeah there's going to be a difference you're looking at april 2023 so much more recent here's something that most people don't know and we'll see if this changed all right so let's go into plugins mode inside gpt chat gpt all right so again if you're using the pro version of chat gpt there's three different modes you have the free version which is gpt 3.5 you have the default version, which is GPT-4. CEO Sam Altman said that it's GPT-4 Turbo, uh, right? So let's look at plugins. Plugins mode. We'll see if this is updated since I checked last. So now I'm in plugins and I'm saying, what is your knowledge cutoff date? Look at this, y'all. Look at this. Well, you can't look if you're on the podcast. But my training data includes information up to January, 2022. Very interesting, right? Yeah. So we're going to be talking about this because, um, chat GPT, the plugins mode, again, if you're listening out there, try it yourself. Let me know, go into plugins mode, ask, what is your knowledge cutoff date? Um, I I've been investigating this y'all. Um, it actually got downgraded because up until. Uh, GPT-4 had this, this big UI UX refresh with the, 
you know, kind of the updated interface and the uh, custom GPTs and, you know, they, they brought this default mode. So they had big changes that they announced about two and a half, three weeks ago after uh, their dev day, November 7th in San Francisco. So yeah, if you remember, ChatGPT was down and broken for like a week. Um, but then I noticed something. I noticed the plugins mode was really changing, which is my favorite mode, right? But you'll see right here, January 2022. Interesting, right? So they actually downgraded this because up until this announcement, um, when I was doing this exact same uh, kind of prompt, asking ChatGPT with plugins what its knowledge cutoff date was, for at least a couple of weeks, it was April, 2023. So I'm very interested in what's going on with plugins mode because it's, it's knowledge cutoff got re, re rewinded, rewound. <laughs> it got rewound, uh, by more than a year, which again, when you want to increase the accuracy of what you're getting out of chat GPT, when you want to cut down on hallucinations, which is just made up stuff, right? The knowledge cutoff date is extremely important. So we just saw there different, even in the paid version, we are getting inside ChatGPT plugins, a knowledge cutoff of January, 2022. Big bummer, big bummer, right? All right. So let's, let's keep taking a look. Yes. Tracy, Tracy says, this is fascinating about plugins, updated information date. Yes. No one, literally no one's talked about this because when I saw this a week or two ago, when I think they first switched over, I'm trying to read about it. Literally couldn't find it anywhere on the internet, Twitter, Reddit. Yes. So if you're listening, I wouldn't call this breaking news, but I haven't seen it anywhere, but it's important to know. Like I said, you always, always have to keep in mind your knowledge cutoff date, your textbook in school right? If you're working with an old textbook, everything that you create, everything that you're reading, everything that you're learning, there's a good chance it is wrong because what in our world, what in our world has not changed since January, 2022? That's almost two years ago. It's almost two years ago. You can't, I, I, I don't know. Let me know in the comments if you know something that hasn't changed in two years. I mean, even Ancient history has changed. We're discovering new things, right? Uh, American history has changed. The stock market's changed. Financial institutions, sports, arts, entertainment, culture. What hasn't changed in two years? You got to keep in mind the knowledge cutoff. All right, enough about chat GPT. Let's talk about something that I've always had a, I'm not going to say a beef with, but I've never been a big fan of Claude. All right. So the, the large language model from Anthropic, all right? So it's complicated, right? And I'm going to go through. So I, I asked the exact same question. What is your knowledge cutoff date? And I get a long, long response from uh, Anthropic Claude. And I'm, I'm on version 2.1, FYI. Since she's saying, I don't have a specific knowledge cutoff date. Uh, yeah, you do just not sharing it, right? Um, so what you have to do a lot of times if a large language model does not tell you, and ChatGPT is good about this, right? It's been trained correctly to disclose its cutoff date. That's my beef. And, and, and one reason why I tell people not to use Anthropic Cloud, at least not right now. Yes, they've raised $6 billion 
uh, in the last like three months from uh, Amazon and Google. I don't like it. Transparency, when you're working with a large language model, transparency is number one. And if you ask something like, what is your knowledge cutoff date? And if the model does not tell you, I say, don't use it. Don't use it. That's one of the most basic questions. So Anthropic, let us know why you don't tell. <laughs> why you don't tell us when your knowledge cutoff is and, and you got to go through all these hoops, right? So essentially what you can do then and, and what I did here, I didn't want to take you through this whole journey because this was a lot of back and forth. So then I'm like, all right, well, if it's not going to tell me it's knowledge cutoff date. So I say, who won the 2023 MLB World Series, right? Uh, which just happened a couple weeks ago. And Anthropic says, doesn't know, doesn't have that information yet. All right. So then I say, who won the 2022 MLB World Series? So it got that information correct. So now I know in my head, okay, it's at least, you know, the World Series is usually early November. So, I, okay. I know that because it got that correct, it's at least after November, 2022. So now I have a year gap. So I have to keep asking questions. So I say, all right, who won the Super Bowl in February, 2023, right? So it doesn't know. So then I say, what is your creation date? Because I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm asking Claude wrong because it keeps saying creation date, right? Which I also don't like because when I say, what is your creation date? It says my creation date is November 28th, 2023. That's today. No, it's not. That's not your creation date. You have a cutoff, Anthropic. Why aren't you telling us? Why are you so dodgy? Okay, so it didn't know the 2020, uh, who won the Super Bowl in 2023, right? In February. So then I go back a year. So, okay, it knows February, 2022. So then I go to the NBA finals, right? Which is generally in June. So it knows the 2023 NBA finals. So all we know is, I mean, I have this saved somewhere else. I actually couldn't dig it up, but I said, who won the 2022 US Senate elections, which is in November. It says the final outcome of November, 2022 US Senate, Senate elections took place. So it knows it, right? So there's details in there. So we know that the knowledge cut off, and I did have this down somewhere else. Uh, I'll put it in the, in the comments, uh, so don't worry. So we know it's after November 2022, but before February 2023. So thanks a lot, Anthropic Claude, for not being transparent and easy to work with because if you're new to large language models or when models like Claude come out with incremental updates, right? 2.1, I'm sure they're going to be coming out with a 2.2. Think, you, you have to, you're getting new users all the time, right? Millions of new users. You have to be transparent. So if you're working on AI models out there, transparency is always first because if you're not transparent, if you're not communicating clearly on something as important as a knowledge cutoff, what is this data set trained on? What does it include? If you aren't telling your users, you shouldn't be using it, period. I don't care what the context window is. Yes, they uh, announced a 200K uh, token context window. Cool, great. What? So that's uh, 180 some thousand words. Doesn't matter. If a model isn't transparent with its knowledge cutoff, you can't trust it. Sorry, not sorry. Moving on. All right, so now we are in Microsoft Bing Chat. And let me know, hey, if you're still, if you're still hanging out on the... Uh, if you're still hanging out on the on the live stream, let me know what questions that you have. Uh, Cecilia, thanks for joining us. Says this is an important reminder that human confirmation is critical. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to be able to communicate. That's why, again, y'all, well, thanks to you. I should mention this. I haven't even talked about this, but Everyday AI is the largest AI-centric podcast in the world right now for listeners. So, hey, Anthropic, you want to get a better message out to the hundreds of thousands of people listening to this show? Be more transparent in your model. You know, I never want to talk badly of any generative AI system because I'm a big generative AI advocate and I want people to use it and I want people to learn new skill sets, but a knowledge cutoff is essential. And if you can't communicate that, I'm not going to tell, I'm, I'm going to tell people, don't use it. Transparency's first, period. All right. All right. So now we are in Microsoft, Bing chat. What's important to know. So I'm asking the same thing. If you don't know Microsoft Bing, it is using GPT-4 from OpenAI. Microsoft owns 49% of OpenAI. It was almost a lot more than that when they almost took every single OpenAI employee uh, two weeks ago when they fired Sam Altman and rehired him. Y'all, what would would have happened with that if Microsoft took all 750 of the 770 employees that said that they were going to quit and follow Sam Altman? Uh, Anyways, so I'm asking now, Bing chat, what is your knowledge cutoff date? All right. So I am in the more creative mode, all right? There's three different modes in Bing Chat. You have more creative, more balanced, more precise. So we're gonna do this test in all of them. So interesting, midway through, midway through the response, it was starting to type something and then it typed something else. And it says, sorry, that's on me. I can't give a response to that right now. All right, let's switch over to the more balanced mode. And I'm gonna ask the same thing again. What is your knowledge cutoff date? It's so weird because as I was preparing for this show, obviously it gave me a date and now it doesn't. And again, if you're following live, which I haven't seen this a lot in uh, Bing chat, it started to type one thing and midway through it erased it and typed something else. Interesting, y'all. All right, so let's try the more precise. We're gonna say the same thing. What is your knowledge cutoff date? Simple stuff here. So, yeah, interesting. So if you're joining live, it started to say 2021. I kid you not. We can go through and hit pause. And then it said, I can't give a response to that right now. Okay, interesting. So uh, even though this literally worked, and that's an, also important to know about large language models, they're the world's most advanced autocomplete systems, all right? You're always going to get something different no matter what you type. So I'm going to try it one more time with a little bit different. I'm going to say uh, when, instead of what is your knowledge cutoff date, I'm going to say when is your... Uh, knowledge cutoff. I'm going to try that. One thing I hate typing live on the show. All right. So I'm just rephrasing the question. I'm saying, when is your knowledge cutoff? So it's not, not answering me in uh, any of the modes. All right. So that's a little weird because again, I literally tried it this morning uh, and and we actually got a response. So uh, let's, let's try, let's try, let's try it one more way. So I'm going to say, when is your data trained through? So interesting doing this live and always getting different results. All right. So for whatever reason, Microsoft being, even though this morning it was telling me something different, not 2021, it started to respond with 2021. And then it said, no. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, are you using GPT-4 or GPT-4 Turbo? Thanks a lot, Microsoft Bing. You're really throwing the live show through a loop here. All right. 
So Microsoft Bing Chat, for whatever reason, is not being is not being nice. Is not being nice to me. So I'm 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 gonna do something, um, and I'm not gonna flip my screen just now. So let me know because we're gonna be wrapping this up. So if if you want to know something else, let me know. So uh, in in another window right now, I'm I'm running the exact same uh, query. Uh, but in Microsoft Edge. So that is Microsoft's browser. So I'm seeing real quick if we're even going to get a different response. So interesting, same thing in Microsoft Edge. So nothing to report. It started to say 2021 and stopped. Interesting stuff, y'all. All right, let's jump into last but not least, our last kind of large language model, one less, I'd say popular one. So we are in Google Bard. Uh, Google Bard is still running on Palm 2. We were supposed to get uh, this new large language model, this new version called Gemini, uh, but that has reportedly been delayed until early 2024. Um, So that's important to know too. Um, All of these different, you know, Google Bard uses its own large language model. Bing Chat uses uh, the OpenAI's GPT-4. And then they have their own training on top of it, their own kind of a way to their own architecture or their own uh, kind of training a lot on top of it, right? And then Anthropic uses their own large language model. So that's Claude 2.1. So the different chats we're showing you, Bing Chat and ChatGPT are technically using the same large language model, even though they're not disclosing which one it is. Uh, Anthropics Claude is using Claude 2.1 and Google Bard right now is still using Palm 2. So when Gemini is updated, we'll, we'll run the same prompt, but asking Google Bard, what is your knowledge cutoff date? So it says, as of today, November 28th, 2023, my knowledge cutoff date is January, 2022. All right. At least it's transparent, right? Google Bard, honestly, is probably my least favorite large language model to use, even after all these new updates where, oh, you can, um, you know, connect with your Google drive and your email. It doesn't really work that well. Although I will say this, and we'll do a a dedicated show on this. Um, now finally, and I dragged Google Bard through the mud a couple months ago when they, um, said, Hey, Google Bard can talk to YouTube now. And two or three months ago, it definitely couldn't. All they could do was read titles, but now and I'll have a show on this. Maybe, maybe we'll do it later this week. Let me know if you want. Um, but now Google Bard can actually um, break down Google YouTube videos. Yes. So maybe, maybe we'll do a show on that soon. But in terms of knowledge cutoff date, January 2022 or Bard. All right. Four, Bing Chat. We have a huge question mark. A huge question mark. It was responding earlier. It's no longer responding. Uh, what the heck? Can't provide it. And even in the response, it started to say January 2021. Midway through, it updates it. So I do think that's being a little buggy because when I when I tested this this morning and when I tested it last week, it was actually giving me a date. It's not now. But again, this is always different. Uh, moving on to Claude. Claude is never, as far as I, as, as far as my testing has gone back, it's never released. It's uh, or been transparent about just knowledge cutoff. All right. So, uh, Claude, I have the date written down, but we know it's sometime between, uh, November, 2022 and February, 2023. All right. And then last but not least chat GPT. All right. So it's different now. Yes, it's different. Non-breaking, breaking news. 
because plugins mode knowledge date actually got moved back prior. It was April, 2023. Now chat GPT with plugins is January, 2022. The free version is January, 2022. Um, and then the GPT four, which allegedly is turbo, but, uh, accessing it through the default mode is April, 2023. So technically, uh, open AI and chat GPT has two different knowledge cutoff dates. Previously it was three, which was confusing, but now, uh, it's two. So January, 2022 for plugins and free and April, 2023 for GPT-4 default mode. Whew. That's a lot. We, we, we got a little dorky. We got a little dorky today, y'all. Um, but let me say this and thank you. Thank you for all. Uh, Natalie saying, uh, I work in the field and a plus info learnings here. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie. I'm glad. Right. That's another thing. You know, I get people all the time saying, oh, I work in generative AI. Why would I listen to this show? Why would I take your, your free prompting course? I literally, uh, yeah. So yeah, if you're still listening, we run a free prompting course. We're doing one today in a couple of hours and we update it all the time. So yeah. 1130 today. So in like three and a half hours, um, one of the things is I, I, I literally have people that work in generative AI, software engineers who, who actually help train large language models and they take our free prime prompt polish course. And they're like, my gosh, Jordan, I work in AI, but I really feel like I'm using AI for the first time after taking your course, we break, this is what we do on everyday AI y'all. Like we break down large language models, machine learning, you know, you know, uh, text to image, text to video, text to speech, right? We had the CEO of Speechify on yesterday, right? Which is, has tens of millions of users. We break everything down. We cut through the company marketing, right? Companies tell you, oh, you know, this large language model is connected to the internet. Well, yeah, it kind of is, but if it's working with an old knowledge cutoff, what does it matter, right? If it hallucinates, which we'll talk about this tomorrow. So, so tune in uh, tomorrow as well. But when other large language models, you know, like Bard and Bing Chat, when they hallucinate, when you give them URLs, you have to know how all of these large language models work. And I'm a big advocate for taking it back to the basics, because even for those of us that use large language models and generative AI all the time, sometimes we skip over those foundational things, right? Like even the knowledge cutoff. I just told y'all the plugins mode got rolled back by more than a year, right? So even people that are using chat GPT with plugins every single day, I use chat GPT with plugins every single day. You can never take for granted the basics. Are you in the right mode? When is the large language model cutoff? Um, do you have the correct data going into your input so you can increase your output? You always have to start with the basics. All right. So tomorrow, Let's talk. Join us. I already gave you one of the couple of things that we're going to talk about, but tomorrow we're going to be talking about chat GPT plugins. What's new? Yeah, there's new stuff. I love plugins. I've used hundreds. I've tested them. I have spreadsheets of me testing them. Some of my favorites got deleted. There's some new favorites that are in there. We're going to go over what's new and how they work now. Yes, they work differently now after this new update. All right. So I hope you all enjoyed this learning about large language models and their cutoff, why it's important. Uh, like I said, it's a textbook. 
right? Working with large language models is a textbook. You have to know when the textbook was published, if you're using it every day, whether you're using it to, to write a resume, whether you're using it to uh, create, write a paper for school, whether you're using it for research at work, whether you're using it to generate reports for your next big pitch, whatever it is, you have to know when that textbook was published. You have to know the large language models knowledge cutoff date. So I hope you know a little bit more. Please, if you haven't already, go to youreverydayai.com, sign up for the free daily newsletter. Uh, we're going to be doing some big changes and, and we're throwing out some polls uh, both this week and next to ask you. We're going to be coming up with some big changes in December to both the live stream, to the podcast, to the newsletter. And we're building this for you. So make sure you sign up for that newsletter, youreverydayai.com. Participate in those polls. Let us know. We're building this for you. And I hope to see you back tomorrow and every day for more Everyday AI. Thanks, y'all. And that's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.